You're listening to AA Smug, a podcast for creative writers. It's time for tea. I'm Andrea and this is April. Hi. And we are going to have a tea party, but not as ourselves. We're going to be a little bit weird and crazy tonight and role play as two of our book characters. Uh, we tell you guys that a great way to get ideas is to role play as your own characters, so we thought we would just have fun. It is our 10th episode, and uh, every five episodes we try to do something a little bit fun to shake it up. So before we launch into that, uh, a little just so you kind of have an idea of who the heck we're pretending to be. Uh, my character is the mother of my protagonist in my sci-fi book I've been writing. And she is this funny, hilarious southern woman. And that's about all you really need to know about her. You'll, you'll find out more when you listen. Mm -hmm. um, April, <laughs> who are you playing tonight? I'll be playing Victoria Tate, who is a character in our book, A Song Without Words. She's not the main character, but she's one of the main supporting characters, and she is British. So I'll do my best to not too badly botch the British accent, but And eventually she say? does get her own book, so. She does, yes. Yeah. Um, and then really quick, too, it is a tea party. We will be drinking tea, and we will be munching cookies, so you will hear... A slurping and crunching and clinking and, uh, you know, using our, of course, our tea manners, but you will be hearing that. So don't be too scandalized. I hope we don't scare you away with our manners or anything like that. So before we launch right into it, uh, when we get into our role playing, they will take over the episode and they will end the episode and you will not hear from us again. Or until next week. That's right. We wanted the night off. Yeah. <laughs> so, without further ado, Victoria, how about you give us the word of the week? Oh, oh, oh my goodness. What is this word? I, Tahubahu. Tahubahu? Am I, I don't, I don't even know if that's the proper pronunciation. Honey, that's Tahubahu. Oh. That's what that is. That's. It means to be confused, like when you go into like the food line to the grocery market, you ever to grocery market? Yeah. And, well, and everybody's there because it was payday, and then they like they got a sale on on like pork tenderloin. Mm -hmm. That's tahubahu. That's what that is. Okay, tahubahu, tahubahu. Yes. A, a state of chaos, utter confusion. It sounds like um the French Revolution. You know, it probably was. I wasn't there. Well, yes, neither was I. Just, I, I wasn't quite born yet. Oh, what, wait, wait, what century were you from anyway, Vicky? Well, Can I call you Vicky, or do you prefer, do you prefer Tory? I don't know what you want, what you want. Oh, I suppose either, either one would be quite fine. You, you know, cur currently it's, it's the early 20th century. Oh, so like... So, like, you wear them flapper dresses and everything. I, I do, though. Quite the style. Oh. Well, isn't that just sweet? It's um a little bit into the future right now. I don't know exactly what time it is because, well, to be honest, 
my author doesn't know either, so I guess nobody knows really. But well, um, there, you could say there's a bit of Tohobahu here with what year it is. It's just a little bit into the future, probably like 10, 20 years. I don't know. 10, 10 20 years from from my present time. I I. Hmm. Not sure. I, I understand, but it I, it doesn't matter. I suppose I, you're you're right. It does sound like a tuhubahu. I'm I'm. It, there's been a bit of a tuhubahu here as well as as you know we have the the great wars going on and in all of that and um it, sad sad affair. But uh, thankfully my family. If it's the 1920s, that. why is the great well, doesn't the great war end back then in 1918? Why is it not ended in 1920? I it's not 1920 yet. You said it was 1920. No, I, I think perhaps you misunderstood me. I said it was the 20th century. I, I don't think I said that. Uh, you know what? You know what, Victoria? Let's just start on over. Because I feel like there's a lot of Tahubahu here. <laughs> and you know what? That That is on my end. Oh. I apologize. Oh, no, I'm... I... I, I no, it's all my fault. Look, I can just get away from everything. My mind goes 100 miles per hour, and I don't even know how I can say a coherent sentence. I'm I'm sorry. That's sounds unpleasant. No, it's just fine. Okay. So why don't you tell me, hon, what brought you to the little town that you're in? I heard that you were from something like a... From like Virginia up there, I am now. As as I mentioned, of course, we we used to live in England, and then the war and everything kind of it, it was not so pleasant there. So my family relocated to um to Virginia, where uh, things are more, are more peaceful and it quite lovely actually. There, it's a small town, not quite what I'm used to, but pleasant just the same. Yep, that's a Do you have parts. any friends, dear? Are you kind of one of those loner little girls that need friends but don't know how to make them? <laughs> no. Nonsense. Of course I have friends. Why would I... Lavender? It was... No, it was just a question. It was just an innocent little question. Go, Don't get your panties all in a bunch. Very very, very well. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm used to my mother... I, always criticizing me for my choice and friends and I I might get just a tad defensive when when that topic comes up you know she's always trying to push this suitor on me or or make sure you spend time with with this woman here or Candace Claire or whoever and personally I really like my humble down-to-earth friends there's Lavender Sanford who well she's quite wealthy actually her family is quite wealthy but She's pleasant. You wouldn't know it. She's she's the most down to earth darling girl. And then and then there's her best friend, uh, Lena Charleston, who is down to earth. Bless her soul. She's um maybe not quite so well to do as us, but we enjoy her company. She's she's a bright young woman. Um, those those are my closest well, friends. That's just the, well, isn't that just sweet? I have a lot of friends down in Alabama. But I moved up north with my husband after we got married. And then my only daughter moved away to California. Oh. And that was before the alien invasion. Well, I'm... I'm alien? Like, you, you mean to say 
extraterrestrials have invaded. They've they've landed. Oh yes. Not only just one extraterrestrial race, but a different one. Two. Two oh. different kinds. Well, I married one alien from one race. Oh. Oh good. I good heavens. I didn't even know he was alien until about a month after I met him. He kept it a secret pretty well. I should say, my goodness, I don't know what to make of that. Well, I can hardly imagine. It's it's really quite a really lovely uh, love story. Would you like to hear it? Oh, do tell, do tell, please. Well, you know, he he came down to Earth and he thought that the most impressive, honorable way um, to gain any kind of prestige was to carry the groceries in in one trip. Because you know how sarcastic we humans can be. Uh, sometimes it's hard to get, you know, get a heading on what's serious and what's not. So he he was studying our culture, but he was studying more like meme culture. I don't know if you know what a meme is, dear, but it's something like a comic almost. Um, you um, know, something like, like in like in a newspaper. Just kind of just a little bit like that, though newspapers haven't been around for a while now. But okay. anyway, anyway, he got his culture off of these memes, off of these comics. And he thought that it was serious. So he thought that the grocery carrying was a serious thing. And he tried to uh, he tried to impress me the first time he saw me by bringing in all the groceries into his house. He lived next door to me is the thing. And he saw mm-hmm. me getting my mail. So he dragged in all the groceries in one trip. And I didn't even notice, honestly, because I'd just gotten a coupon in the mail for uh, Bath and Body Works, and I like that perfume. So so I was too preoccupied with the coupon to even notice. But I just think that is the funniest story. I tell it everywhere I go. <laughs> that That is quite amusing, I have to say. I've carrying all the groceries. I've, I've never thought about that before. I mean... We usually have servants who do that sort of thing for us. I, I don't suppose they do it all at once. Usually crates are rather heavy, I I suppose. I don't know, really, how they come in, actually, or where exactly they come from. I suppose well, there's a su- shop. Do you suppose that the groceries just show up, or what? Well, no. I mean, I mean, Mother makes a list, and she gives it to to our housekeeper, who... Gives it to somebody and who goes and fetches the groceries at the, I, I suppose, the Mishu's market downtown. A Mishu, what? Oh, it's the, they're this darling couple. Just darling. Um, husband and wife, always bickering. But you know that playful sort of bicker. You know that they love each other, of course. But um, they, they run this darling little grocer downtown. And that's where, I suppose, most of the townsfolk get their groceries i assume we do as well although we also have a garden so some things come from that and occasionally my cousin tip will uh hunt you know a a wild rabbit or a deer or something i of course won't eat that pheasant pheasant i will try that's that's different but um oh honey you never tried anything like gator excuse me gator i've not I, you mean, alligator. You, mean to say you never had you alligator. Alligator. Oh, it tastes just wonderful if you fry it up with some okra. 
It's just the tastiest stuff. Oh my. You know what, you know what, Tori? You you mentioned the grocery store, and that reminded me a story that I just need to tell you. I was in the checkout lane for the grocery store, and I was, I don't even remember what I was getting. I think it was something like sour cream. I don't even know. I was just picking something up real quick, and there was someone ahead of me. I'm just going to tell you right now, Tori. This girl really needed a little bit more of Jesus. Like, I don't like to judge, you know, I don't like to sit there and look at people and think, I am judging your heart right now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. But this woman, I was like, I was praying, I was like, dear baby Jesus, you help me hold my tongue right now because I'm about to go off on her and it will be not Christian-like, okay? So I was having to practice some of that self-control because this woman, she was in front of me and she was abusing, she, she was abusing that poor little cashier who was trying to check her out as soon as possible, but she was new, so she was a little slow, and this woman was being so rude, I just wanted to smack her down. But I was like, Lord, Holy Spirit, you keep me from smacking this girl right down right now. But she needed oh Jesus. Oh, Let me just I, tell you right now. I suppose, I suppose she did. I, yes, I've never, I've never thought of it that way before. That when they, you encounter a positively just a, a disgraceful person... Perhaps there's a bit of a need for a little bit more um, religion in in their life. I, I oh, could see that. Oh, disgraceful indeed. It was just shameful. Mm. And she was Southern. I mm. was just ashamed. Mm-hmm. Do you well, know you... any Southern people from where you come from? Oh, I, I do. As I, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm from Virginia. So um, there are several... Lena, my my good friend, but she's she's a darling, of course, you know, a very darling. In fact, they're all rather warm and welcoming. I don't think that my friend Lavender is, she's not Southern. She originally came from somewhere else, but um, she wouldn't have an accent anyway because she's actually mute. So, yes, she's mute. But um, there there are lots of people and nice and not so nice. I suppose there's yeah. the a young man named Ferdinand who's not very pleasant and and I would like to um what what did you say um he needs more Jesus you know what I'm gonna tell you something my mama was from Georgia and they don't make southern bells except for coming straight out of Georgia that's where all them southern bells oh I know I know a southern bell from Georgia you finish your story and I'll tell you oh honey my mama was like the original Southern Belle. She would not let me go to to um. She would not let me go to school unless I looked a picture of a beauty queen. She was. She, I, I'm just getting so I'm just getting so uh, fed up thinking about it right now. I'm just telling you, Victoria. Mm. Oh, I understand. <laughs> My mother is very stern. Very. Well, you tell me about your Southern Belle problem. Why don't you? Oh, she's this she's this woman named Candace Clare. She's oh she she thinks that she's just the smartest, most beautiful thing ever, but you not that she's not pretty, she is, but in the way she flirts with the boys, my goodness, she was she was speaking with Jonathan Border the other day. Not that not that I care for Jonathan Border, mind you, but 
she made no secret, no secret of the fact that she wanted him to invite her to the to the spring dance. He, of course, he's oh, if you knew Jonathan, you would know he is the, the he has Jesus. He does not need any more Jesus. Well, I suppose we all need more Jesus, but he has him. He has he's very um, reliable, and Ooh. and she's flirting. She's she's waving her fan and she's flirting and she's oh, Jonathan, why won't you take me? I mean, I should go. Well, that's not actually what she said, but she, you know, was hinting at it and and saying, I just bought this dress over at Cavendish's and it's the prettiest thing I ever did see. (laughs) Tori, Tori, bless your baby little heart. That just was the cutest little pretend accent I have ever heard. Well, I'm not, I've, I've not lived here very long, so I haven't much practice, um, but you get the idea. Well, you know what? My mama, if she had met this Candace Claire, she would have had a word for her. And that word would have been tramp. Now, I don't take to calling people tramps, but she mm. sounded a little bit like she was a tramp. But I don't like to judge the heart, so I don't know. And I don't know this Candace Claire, but maybe she does need a little more Jesus. Oh, oh, she does. She needs... She needs something, that's for certain. I, do, I don't know precisely what it is. Maybe to be shipped off to Australia or something. I don't know, but well, forgive me. I suppose that wasn't very, very um, gracious of me. But you know, you know what, Victoria? You are just the sweetest little thing. I'm so glad we're having this tea party together. Me too, and now the you- biscuits are delightful. Oh, they're so delicious. I have some from Girl Scouts. Have you ever heard of them? I I do believe it's it's an American thing, but I don't know. Hmm. All I know is they make some fantastic cookies. No, my grandma made some really special cookies. They were oatmeal raisin. Now, a lot of people don't like oatmeal raisin. They think it should be chocolate chip, but I think that's just sacrilegious. Mm, well, chocolate chips, uh, chocolate in oatmeal, I, I, I've i never cared for. I don't understand. I think it's a very American thing. Um, mm. I, I prefer a good tea biscuit myself. And a little bit of chocolate, such as these cookies here. You've got the biscuit, and it has the chocolate on top and that one is is rather delightful it comes from paris actually i i do like that but the, the american obsession with putting chocolate in everything it's it's a bit concerning i have to say i mean some things are, are perfectly delicious without it you know what i understand where you're coming from my husband was so astonished when he came to earth and he saw how obese everybody was I'm sure back in 1918, where you are right now, that everybody's probably not obese, but I will just tell you right now, everybody blows up like a balloon in, oh, in about dear. 100, about, give it 100 years, 120, 130 years, everyone just blows up like a balloon, because, you know, they invented stuff called fast food, and that fast food, it was just too fast. They ate it too quick, and they all blew up like balloons. Everybody ate their food so fast, so quickly, that they got fat. Hmm. Well, in a manner of speaking, I suppose you could say it that you could put it that way. Mm. I perhaps on second thought, perhaps I've I've had enough biscuits for now. 
My mother does get on me about my waistline. And and while it's something that I'm sure I could improve on, I, I think, I think that a woman should should show her show a bit of a, a curve here and there you know it's not there's no crime in that i mean some some women are just little little wisps like you could snap them with your fingers i don't think that that's appropriate either well you know what i was a bit of a wisp myself and then i got married and i had my daughter resan and well, I put on a little bit of weight and I lost a little bit of weight, but I've just been a little bit curvy ever since. Let's mm. just say I will not be entering in any more beauty pageants. But let me just tell you one thing, you know, I was talking about my husband and I just got a little bit of a flutter in my heart because I just love that man. And I want to tell you a little bit, um, a little bit about him. His name is uh, Winston. And he came to Earth about 25 years ago. And we've been in love ever since. Oh, how romantic. I don't know where I was going with this. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know what, that that thought went completely out of my mind. And that happens to me all the time. I will just be driving down the road with so many things flying through my mind that I will completely forget where I'm going. Okay, that only happened once. But I think what I was going to say, Tori, was do you have anyone in anyone significant in your life? Like, I believe back then they called it a bow. Do you have a bow? Oh, well, no, I wouldn't quite say I have a bow. I don't, not really, no. There's a couple young men in town, but I don't think that you, nobody that serious, of course. That's some... But my mother, my mother would certainly like to marry me off to, well, several, several men in town, but they may be wealthy, but men of character, if you don't mind my saying so, I'd rather have a man who truly loves me and truly has character and has an, has an opinion beyond his bank account about, I, I don't know, about the weather and about, well, not the weather, I suppose that's rather dull, but you know. Things like travel. Does he want to be adventurous and go places? I, I don't know. Does he does he have any passions? Does he enjoy reading? Does he like to swim? I, I don't think half these men my mother brings to tea have an opinion on anything except for what they think you want to hear. So no. No, I don't have a bow, as you say. Quite. You like to travel, you said. You know, I've seen Mount Rushmore. Oh? Where is that in Alabama? Nope. Mount Rushmore's in uh, South Dakota. Hmm. I've not heard of it. It's a rock wall with a... They carved the president's heads out of it. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Which presidents? Oh, never mind. You don't have to answer that, I suppose. That's a silly question. Well, I would answer it, but I just shoved a cookie in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's all right. That's, that's, I understand. Sometimes these tea biscuits are quite delicious. Quite delicious. I know I've, I've never visited this Mount Rushmore that you speak of, but there are some mountains in my area. The, the um, Blue Ridge Mountains, notably the, the Smoky Mountains aren't far away. Um, and they're, they're beautiful. Oh, I know about all, all about them Smoky Mountains. That's where my papa was from. Hmm. Your papa. No, I. Of course, back in Britain, we didn't we didn't have too many mountains. That was 
it's all all new to me here, but but beautiful in a wild sort of way, I think. Not as refined as what I'm used to, but lovely. Now, how did your husband feel when he came from um he he's from another planet, you say? Yes. What was it what was it like there? Like was it like our planet here, um Earth, if you will, or was it green? Did they have an ocean? Do you know? Well, I'll just tell you right now, Tori. They look just like us. And they do just about everything else the same exact way. They breathe the oxygen. The mm -hmm. only thing I could say is they don't have any brown eyes over there. Uh, brown and green eyes, I suppose. So the first time my husband saw brown eyes, he was so confused. He was so astonished. Now, I don't have brown eyes. I have blue eyes. So mm. I was nothing new to him. But, um, but no, he saw somebody with brown eyes and he just could not stop staring at them. And he, he told me that he was so afraid that he was going to be found out, but people just brushed it off right away. It was just the weirdest thing. People are just so, so used to everybody acting so strangely that they didn't even catch on. But over down in his planet, um, he doesn't talk much about it, but there were four uh, four different planets that they had all colonized and it was a little bit uh a, a little bit like our earth it had the trees and the water and everything though i think one of the planets i don't know the fancy term he had to put it in like more simple terms for me because you know i'm a bit of a simple person mm, that that's quite all right i understand um, but anyway, the simple terms he put them in was um, the 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 atmosphere was kind of, I, I don't even know. But basically it boils down to uh, the atmosphere has sort, sort of bubbles in it. So they're just bubbles floating around everywhere. Now I think that's just the, the prettiest little thing. And then he says that his culture, his people, if you go back thousands of years, there's a little bit of some... Uh, some mythology, if you will, about about dragons, and I just think that is the coolest thing. But he says that that's all that's all myth, and if there were dragons, they were long gone. But I just think that's a little bit of a cool bit of history from another world. That is interesting, you know, because you of course have these opinions about dragons here on Earth as well. In Europe, of course, we have many stories about dragons and legends and such that um i suppose there are only legends but i guess when you think about it who's to say maybe there were dragons they could have been perhaps um what are they called lizards large large lizards i don't perhaps well you know they got them komodo dragons i've heard of those there was there was one in some sort of um a zoo i don't know i i heard of it i've never seen one though Hmm. Interesting. I think I'm almost out of tea. I've poured myself a second cup. I I took the liberty. It's, it's quite delightful. Um, I think it's a, a mint chocolate. <laughs> Here I was talking about Americans and they need to put chocolate in everything and I'm drinking chocolate tea. <laughs> well, My Victoria, you're a bit of a hypocrite. Mm. I, I suppose I am. I'll not deny that. I... I've been found out. 
I bought this stuff called chai tea. I don't know if you've heard of chai tea. It's um, stuff that you get from India. I think I read about it in a book. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, I have. Well, it, I'm just going to tell you right now. It's all the all the rage over here in America right now. Mm. Um, so what I have is some chai tea with some vanilla and caramel. Mm. Mm. You know, there was a type of tea. It's just quite the, the picture. The um, the Mishus had it. I think if they called it green tea. That was interesting. I, I tried a sample when we happened by the shop one day and they wanted us to come in and, and try some trifles from their home in them. The green tea was, it was interesting. It was like a, it was like black tea, but I, softer, I don't know. It was. But green? Well, yes, it, obviously it was green, but. Oh, honey, it, over here, it's all about matcha now. Everybody's drinking that matcha. 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 That's, it's that's... like, it's green tea, only creamier. Mm. Like, if you were to take that green tea and, like, maybe mix it with a little bit of milk and it's just, like, a little bit thicker. Mm. I don't know how else to explain it, but everybody is obsessed with it. Mm. Perhaps what that's why they all got um, fat. <laughs> oh, they me. all blew up like balloons oh trust me it is not the tea it's that fast food you know what I understand I'm probably causing all sorts of dehoo here talking about this fast food what it was is you know have you you, you have restaurants around there of course hmm. of course yes well s someone decided that they should be making uh, do you know what a hamburger is Um, uh, some sort of sandwich yes Right, it's it's like a sandwich, yeah, it's it's like ground beef, and it's pressed into a patty, and then it's fried. Well, this mm -hmm. gentleman decided that, that people should be able to have these hamburgers, but they should have them real quick. Because if you go into a restaurant and sit down, it can take you like 30 to 4 to 5 minutes. So mm -hmm. he decided to make it real quick. You drive up to the window, and you tell him you want a hamburger, and you have a hamburger within 2 minutes. Two minutes. You have a meal within two minutes. Yeah, and then they got them french fries, too. They just be frying up french fries all the time. You go through drive-thru, you say what you want. Sometimes it can take up to ten minutes, though. And people are so impatient when they mm. are in line for their fast food. French fries. Is that a sort of patisserie? I don't understand. I don't think I've heard of a french fry. You don't know what french fries are. Mm, I... I should say not. You mean to tell me they haven't been invented yet? Well, I don't actually know, because my knowledge is as limited as April's knowledge about these sorts of things, and she doesn't know, so. <laughs> well, that's just the funniest thing I have ever heard. <laughs> French fries are like little tiny, little tiny potato fries. Have you ever thought about, um, let me think about way to put this here, Tori. Yeah. If you could look at your pinky finger, just think about that maybe. About the size of a fry, a little tiny bitty potato. And okay. it's fried up super crispy and golden brown. Okay, so like fried potatoes. It's something that would make Paula Dean so proud. Okay, I I think we have something like that. Um, just Perhaps they're just referred to as fried potatoes or, or something. I, I just wasn't familiar with the term French fries. I... I don't know. Well, but that's you know what, Tori? These these days, um, over in the 
you know, in Great Britain, where you're from, uh, in, in this day and age, the British, they call them uh, chips. So that's oh. what that's what your your people would call them. Mm. But Americans call them French fries, even though they aren't they aren't French. Mm-hmm. They're completely American made. Some people got a little bit stubborn or like we don't want to call them French fries anymore. So they called them freedom fries because they're real obsessed with the freedom over here. And yes. I'm saying that as as a as a born bred southern you know, red-blooded, super patriot. Everybody oh, bleeds red, white, and blue down south. Oh, indeed. They're, they're very proud of their heritage, you know, and I suppose they don't have us to thank for that. <laughs> but I can one blame them, you know. I suppose, I suppose we did drive them out, and that's something that we have to live with. Our, our choices perhaps weren't always the best, or there was just a disagreement, and that's fine. I've I have found that both the British society and the American society have their charms. I'm happy to be a part well, you of both. you know what, Tori? I will say something. I will raise my glass of tea to you in honor of the American Revolution and our now allies. Yes. Yes. I, I think I can drink to that. Yes. <laughs> You're just such a hoot. <laughs> You're you more of a tahuba hoo <laughs> I, I nearly spat out my tea. Now that would have been unladylike. Imagine if Mother had come in at that moment and I hurl my tea across the room. I say I haven't had this much fun at a tea party since my ninth birthday, when I was allowed to host myself and my mother left me alone. She was she was home, of course, but she went into the other room. She left me alone to host my own tea for my friends. And of course, we broke all of the rules. It was it, it was it was indeed a tohubahu, but we loved it every every second of it because. Usually, the you know these strict rules dictate uh, propriety during a tea party, but not that day. That one day was it was very delightful. I enjoyed it, and I do miss those friends. But you know, life life changes, I suppose, and I have new friends now, so that's okay. You know, you know, Tori, you kind of remind my remind me of my daughter, Reesan. Well, she doesn't like being called Reesan. She insists upon going on uh, being called Reese only. And I just say, honey, you know, I named you Reese Ann. You want to be called Reese, but that's just tough toots. I mm. I named you Reese Ann the day you were born. Hmm. But you remind me of my daughter. And that's the highest compliment I could pay anybody because I love my daughter. She is so stubborn, just like her father. But my goodness, I love her to death. Well, I'm I'm flattered, too. Really, I, I'm sure that you must love her quite well. I, I sometimes wonder. I mean, I know my mother loves me in her own way, but I'm not entirely sure that she would still love me, perhaps as much as she does, if I were to. Oh, I don't know. Say I say I ran off and married the first cad who asked me, poor fellow, or something like that. I don't think that. I wonder what that would do to her affection for me because well, she's she does put a great import on on matters of finance and upbringing and all the proper things, of course, that you would expect from an old blood um, British, I suppose. 
you know what? She sounds like my mother. They would get along just fine. They would be two peas in a pod, and I do not. You know, I love my mother, Tori, but I do not want to hang out with her any longer than I have to. She came from the wealthiest people down in Georgia, and my goodness, they they were practically born in a gold mine back when sweet baby Jesus was only three years old. That money has been in our family for who knows how many generations, and they just have not let it go. My mother is one of those first-class snobs, and I think she would like your mother just fine. We should put her in a room with Candace Clare. Now, that's my mother, and Candace Clare, and your mother. I think they would all get along swimmingly. <laughs> well, you know what, Candace Clare? She sounds like one of those, um, well, what would you call the, those girls that come into money, their new money? A parvenu. She she is a parvenu. Mockish parvenu, indeed. Now, now, Victoria, honey... Don't you just become as ugly as she is there. Don't you go down to her level. I suppose you're right. I I stand rebuked. I'm quite remorseful now. I I've I, I that is perhaps my mother's right. She says my tongue can get away with me and it's well it's very true, I admit. I just can't help it. Something comes into my mind. I have an opinion of people because, well, the they are what they are and I am what I am and um it, sometimes it's hard to keep it in, but I try. So I apologize for my rude behavior. Now, you, know, you don't need to apologize to me. You know, I know all about having a temper and a bad behavior. Well, not really a bad behavior, but I have this wild, crazy red hair. And my papa used to say that my temper matched my hair. And it is true. You should have seen the people who try to tease me at school. Hmm. You know what? I gave back just as well as they gave. You know what? They got their own medicine on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And it was not long before they stopped teasing me. I didn't, I didn't stand for bullies back then. I never stood for bullies. I never stood for people who were being ugly. They all need Jesus. But you know what? Sometimes this red hair can get the better of me and I can turn ugly too. And they would get their medicine just as much as it, they would get a taste of their own medicine. Let's just say that. I, I, it reminds me of a book I read once. Um, Anne of Green Gables, I think. that My friend likes that book and so she recommended it to me and I read it. And, and um, this, <clears throat> similar, she had red hair and quite a temper and... Um, you remind me of that. You remind me of her, which is a compliment. I, I quite like the story. Well, bless your baby little heart. You know what? I love that movie, too. Well, it's a movie here. I mean, in the future. I know it's based off the book, but I don't read a lot of books. Oh, a movie. I read those new, like, I, I, I read those new Nicholas Sparks books because I kind of like the little bit of the cheesy romance. Mm -hmm. But those deep books like Anne of Green Gables and such, a classic literature... You know, they just don't, they, they just don't speak to me much. I just can't get through them. And I'm just going to be honest with you, Tori. I just, I'm just not much of a reader. I wish I was, but I, it's just not me. You know what? I like to do things like go out and get my nails done. Or go to the store or sit on the porch with a glass of sweet tea. Well, I have to.
to admit, half the time I have no idea what you're talking about. Getting your nails done. What do you do to your nails? And sweet tea. Is this tea sweeter than, than sweet? And- oh, honey. Sweet tea is the blood that runs through every vein of every southern person. That is interesting. Now, you know what it is? You get, you know what, Tori? I'm going to give you something that hopefully you will take with you for the rest of your life. It is the best thing in the world, and it will change your life. I'm telling you right now. What you need to do is get a big jar, okay? I'm not saying like a 12-ounce jar. I'm saying way bigger than a 32-ounce jar. Just get yourself a large jug, okay? And you put in... Maybe, um, let me think about it. Let me just think. You put in maybe uh, 12, maybe 16 tea bags, black tea bags, just regular old tea. You put that in that jar, depending on how big your jar is, going to depend on how many tea bags you use. You fill that up with water. And then you go put it in that direct sunlight all day long. You keep moving it down the lawn as the sun moves. Make sure it's always in sunlight all day long. Now that sun-brewed tea right there, that stuff's just good as anything. But then you got to add that sugar to it. You add plain white sugar. And it is just mm-hmm. the best thing in the world. That is what sweet tea's called. Wow. I, brewing tea is in this enormous jar. Out in the elements, in the sunlight. And this is something people drink. This is... It's what runs through the veins of every southern person. Hmm. Uh, this future is fascinating to me. I never would have thought that that would be the sort of thing that people would do. But I suppose that's... Uh, perhaps they do it now and I just don't know. You know, I am rather un- uncultured in the southern, uh, as you put it, um, sense. I've, I've only lived here a short time with my family. So, and of course here, tea bags, we, and I'll, I, my mother, my mother, and I suppose this has stuck with me. And perhaps, perhaps it was my mother's insistence. Perhaps the only thing she ever taught me that did stick with me was that a proper cup of tea. Now, proper tea. We have the loose leaves. There's no tea bags, loose leaves. And you put them over your, um, your teapot and you pour the hot water and you do it ever so slowly. So that it just catches the runs through the leaves and brews properly good and proper and then you pour that you put a little bit of cream in and you are perhaps a sugar cube but um that's good british tea and you know what i never heard of it that way well loose leaf tea and everything you're really old-fashioned aren't you I suppose to you I would be, I, you know, some hundred years ago. <laughs> Just think by now, I, I, I might be your great-grandmother. Who knows? <laughs> well, you know what, Tori, by now I think you're dead. Well, I, yes, I, I suppose you're right. That's a bit morbid, but okay. If you live, if you live into the uh, 2030s, 2040s, you know what, bless your heart, you gotta be an ancient old lady. That is a rather disturbing thought, but I could be, I could be your deceased great-grandmother, you know. That's, that's a possibility. You know, I never thought of that. You know what's worse? is wondering about, you know, that Candace Claire you're talking about. What if she's my great-great-grandmother? I think I did have a Claire in my family now that I'm thinking about it. I don't know. You're, you're too pleasant for that, really. But then I suppose the way you describe your mother, not, no offense to her. I'm sure you love her. I'm sure she's a... 
a good woman in her own way, but I suppose so. That's that's interesting, though. It, it does make me wonder about my own future, and if there is somebody who will marry me, will I have grandchildren? Will I have children, great-grandchildren? I, I don't know. I'm suddenly getting all sentimental. It must be these um biscuits. <laughs> I'll just have to uh, lay off. Sure. Well, you know what, Tori? This has been a fabulous tea time. Uh, I do think that there was something we were going to do. Wasn't something to do with poetry? Oh, there was. I'm, I'm rather embarrassed. I'm no poet myself, you understand. I, 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 of course, was forced to read Shakespeare and all that. But I think that we were supposed to recite uh, a haiku. Yes, a haiku, it's called. And, and it's the specific haiku. Rhythm. Yeah, haiku. Not What on earth is a haiku? Haiku. The five seven five, I think it is something like that. I I wrote one back in elementary school, so I thought I'd share that. Something our teacher had us do. Oh, <clears throat> well, you know what? You just go right on ahead. Okay, but like I said, now don't don't criticize. This was some years ago that I wrote this one, and it's, I thought it was lovely. But anyway, I suppose I'll just say it. On the windowsill, a bluebird serenades me. Spring has come at last. You know what? That's just super wonderful. Oh, I don't know what you're doing in that tiny little town of Connorsville. You need to get yourself to New York and write yourself some more poetry. Well, I fancy the thought of me in New York. And I'm not just saying that, Victoria. My no, no, no. I almost said my sister. Uh, uh. I don't have a sister. I was going to say, my daughter, she is a writer, and she went and got her bachelor's so that she could become a writer. I know about writing. I know these things. You need to get yourself to New York, and you need to write a book. Hmm. Well, me an author. <laughs> Fancy that. But you know what? Hmm. I, I I didn't write any kind of poetry, uh, but I know that Andrea wrote something and she just asked me to say it at the end of the show. So I'll just go right on ahead and say it. Okay. So let's see. So this is her her haiku. The sun has set now. The sky, periwinkle hues. A rose climbs the fence. That's actually quite lovely. That is a little bit something special, isn't it? It's just got that setting sun and everything. You know what? Down the south, this guy does turn a little bit of that purple color, too, right after the sun sets. Mm -hmm. I think I kind of like that. Yes, it's it's quite lovely. You could put that in a book of poetry, too. You know what? It is yours to use. You just go right on ahead. Oh, yes, when I when I publish my book. Okay. I will bear that in mind. Well, this has been a delightful tea party. I, I've really enjoyed getting to know you. You know what? Absolutely, Tori. You need to come visit me um, down in the south. I have a house down there. You know what? If you ever uh, end up in the northern part of America, I live in this place called Pacific Northwest. I don't even know if you have, like, a wagon train going out there back then. It was so wild. I think that's what you would have called the Wild West. I don't know. Yes, I do believe um, most of that is rather untamed. Um, 
Well, there's California. I suppose it would be a little impossible for you to come and visit me, seeing as you live in the past. <laughs> I'll see you but in a you hundred know what? years. Has... I will come visit your grave. <laughs> well, I'm touched, truly. I'll put some roses on that, just like in the haiku. Uh, delightful. I'll, um, thank you, I think. You know, you know what, Victoria? You have just the most wonderful day. I think, I, I hope I talk to you again. Yes, it's, it's, it's been delightful and good day to you. These cookies probably weren't a good idea because they get stuck in my teeth and I sit there going, nom, nom, nom. <laughs>